Hello, and welcome to the No Good Poetry Podcast. Each week we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of poetry. This is episode 99 with... Joseph Makos and... Joseph Bienvenu. This is the good, bad, and the ugly, isn't it? Some ugly shit out there, kids. Let's make the world safer for poetry. Are you sure it's really 99? It is 99. I, I'm, Damn. I'm pretty sure because I just posted 98. Holy uh, shit. Last Saturday. It's <laughs> a nice asymmetrical number. Uh, well, we have a guest on uh, today joining us upstairs in the roost of the shop on O.C. Haley. Uh, drove in today for a reading, I believe, at Octavia Books. Is that correct? That's um, true. Vince uh, teaches uh, communication uh, uh, here and digital media, but now you're teaching a class this semester on film and poetry. Um, uh, thanks for joining us, Vince Lucci. Nice to be here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it was actually last semester, but uh, I offer it once a year, so uh, it's, it's been a good course. I'm teaching it with a screenwriting professor and one of my besties, uh, Zach Godshaw. He's an independent filmmaker, and so... Um, We've been collaborating a little bit, going out to the desert and writing poems and shooting video. And so we're like, well, let's just sort of do an organic class where we're sort of teaching students the basics of film and then the basics of poetry and mashing them up. So it's it's like a how-to kind of class? Yeah, it's, it's a work. It's a, it's a total, you know, active learning work. They're making Workshop. video poems. Yeah, they're not, is not like an analytical class whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so it's, it, you know, we're both working, you know, independent, you know, he's an independent filmmaker, I'm an independent poet. And so, you know, we're really, you know, approaching it from like an active, let's do it, let's go out into the field, let's, you know, we go out to the river and write, we go film things around Baton Rouge, go to historic sites, and then, you know, try to, you know, get the Louisiana ness, get the place into it too, because we're really about place and site specific art. Um, so it is, it becomes a little bit, it's more of an art class than even, it's like doing film and poetry and writing poetry, but it's kind of in a weird way more of an art class than even a sure. film or poetry class, you know. That's yeah, that's awesome. Do they? But so I don't. So what are the students coming into this? Do they have? Because I don't think you see a lot of video poetry in general. Do they have any idea of what that even means, or they're just like no? Oh. They have no idea. And in fact, it's almost like a misnomer on the course listings because it says film and poetry. It doesn't say video poems, but uh, that's how we bait them in. Um, but really, I think they take it thinking it's uh, you know going to be a you know the cool class or a fun class or maybe even an easy class. Um, and I think film might get that even worse. Get that sort of stereotype more than even poetry does but uh but anyway they end up it ends up pushing them because the reality is is that they're not creative writing majors they're not film majors it's actually mostly they're honors students and they're mostly like pre-med stem so they're like what the heck when we start really pushing them (laughs) okay so they're just taking like they're just like taking like some cross-curriculum course that sounds cool yeah and that's where this fits into sort of like the um the the listings for courses yeah and they, they have to have it a, down there yeah yeah they have like, to have Whoa, like an arts this? you know they have to have, it's the honors college is more like a liberal arts within you know a institution that probably isn't much li- you know most of our 
totally. institutions are vocational or professional termed. Uh, and so anyway, so this they have, they have to take their arts credit, a couple of low level arts credits. And so this, this counts as one of them. Yeah, that was, uh, I, I was in the honors college at, um, at Cleveland State University when I first started college and, and it was called first college and everyone thought it was like the slow kids school, <laughs> but it was actually the honor school, but they, it was a weird, it had a weird name. It was called first college and it was, it, it forced anyone who wanted to do honors to, and even if you're in the sciences to, to ebb a little bit over into the liberal arts and the liberal arts to ebb over into some of the sciences. So I took like a physics course and a math course, a theoretical math course and all these weird courses that were like these cross hybrid courses, but you know, but you're within the arts here with this film and, and uh, with this film and poetry course. Although, you know, I would imagine with some science students, the writing stuff could be a little bit ch- challenging for them. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, and they've got to learn film at the same time. <laughs> absolutely. It, it is like they're learning to, it, you know, it is probably more demanding than a lot of courses. Cause you're kind of, it could be a crash course on film. It could be a crash course on poetry, but really they're getting both. But I've, I kind of challenged the, some of the STEM kids. It's like, listen, bring in, I, you know, I love reading, uh, you know, like ecological books and biological terminology strictly for that lexicon. And so I'm like, bring in, like, you guys uh, yeah, have this yeah, wonder, yeah. wonderful vocabulary. Now let's do something fun with it instead of, you know, writing a brief, that, like, outline or abstract or whatever field notes or lab reports or whatever you can do some cool like uh ulipo kind of shit with that too i absolutely i think you could definitely mix it up and bring some interesting things into the science with symbols and symbologies and you could work through that and there's lots of like uh, there's lots of directions that you could take you know some some uh, cross hybrid you know uh thing if you think about how science is working, monitoring and testing and data and, and analysis and all those different um, ways of capturing information rather than like it being this inspiration or this thing out of a, mi- a mindset or a, a, you read a lexicon of work and then you write like that lexicon of work, they're learning these experiments and then they're doing them on their own. Those things could meet. There's a bunch of interesting places where those things could meet. Yeah. In fact, we, yeah, we let, like, I'll, you know, we let students have pretty much creative liberty. And so I, I have some guys, although I did fight them, we do fight them a little bit with this. But I remember one guy was adamant that he wanted to put some sort of fancy equation or algorithm or something in his <laughs> poem, which, you know, of course I had no clue what this, what the hell this thing was, even after he tried to explain it to me a couple times. But, you know, eventually we were sort of like, okay, well, let's like, you know, let's find language that we can put into this variables and like, 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 let's actually have your video poem be like undergoing this operation and then sort of more like a qualitative, like algorithm or something, if that makes any sense. But we're p- sort of playing with it. So what is the, what is the advantage of combining poetry and film rather than just having just film or just poetry? Well, I think, I mean, I think the reality is, is that films become so, I mean, we know this in New Orleans now with all the film stuff, but it's like films become so produced and written, you know, they're like, you know, sort of that, that magic film era of, of like, like super surreal, you know, all that's sort of been relegated, you know, all those like sort of surreal and, I mean, there's some indie, indie stuff, but, you know, art film kind of thing but basically you're not take film now is just so scripted and produced that it's you're not really taking advantage of like the 
the potential of the oh, medium, yeah, I yeah, think. And yeah. so I think going back and putting like super lyrical, sort of non-contextual language in it sort of opens up all these these possibilities. And then the other thing is, is that we sort of try to make um, analogies between classic poetic techniques and classic film techniques. So for instance, like litany and montage, juxtaposition and cross dissolve. And so, you know, sort of really trying to think about the techniques and the potential for them within both medium. It is kind of interesting. I don't know. It just made me think of that while you were saying that, though, that. Right. Early film, there wasn't a purely... There was not a convention of expressing narrative visually yet. And since we were without sound, right, you had this interesting intersection of text... Oh, yeah, the intertitles, I, I love that. In fact, we try to get some students to do some, inter- like, we're bringing the intertitles back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're verse. Yeah. Yeah. But, not, but yeah, I mean, you don't see too many directors playing with text on the screen in, um, well, not in, I mean, <laughs> not in anything that would approach even being arty mainstream. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not really. There was that. What was it? The the I Love Dick had some some interesting yeah, yeah. text. I was trying to think. There was some other one that had some kind of, but but it's few and far between. But like you th- like some of the new wave, like you think of like, like I mean yeah like certainly Godard would play with that a lot, and like there used to be some some of that idea of trying to bring that back as an as an idea of how do you. It is interesting, though, right? Because now, I think movies, like you're saying, there's this very conventional sort of way of presenting a narrative, and it's almost entirely through dialogue and visual conventions, right? And there's not... And maybe narration sometimes, but it's like, there's not... Well, a VO, right? If yeah. You're, if, you're, if you're not writing that well. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, let's throw some VO can, over on it. <laughs> which could be okay if you do it well, yeah, but a lot of times it's just a really lazy... <laughs> But yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, the yeah. way the way that text could be used on the on in film, I think that I'm seeing some things myself when I'm thinking about making a film or working on something which I have been thinking lately about using types of cues and 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 visual cues but even cue cards in you know, in sort of a storytelling or a narrative, you know, um, where it's where it's very planned and very intentional, but uses the surroundings. Um, I guess in a surrealist way, do, right? yeah, yeah. You do it for humor sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just now. I'm like trying to think of movies that would use that kind of. Well, and I think the other thing. Text. Is- I mean, I can think of yeah. something like like. I mean, it's related, but it's not totally related, but it kind of is. It's kind of like how, like, in Quentin Tarantino movies, they always smoke red apple cigarettes, like, no matter where it is. Even if it's, like, in the, like, Old West, it's, like, always red apple cigarettes. Yeah, So yeah. there's something that's, like, no, an associative that thing that's thing through or... the movie, like a Hitchcock type of thing. How Hitchcock would use, like, maybe visual cues of language, like, even in Lifeboat or whatever, the one where it's, like, it's, like, Life Rafter, I forget what it's called, the Hitchcock film, like... He puts himself in every movie, and he's even in that one when they like open up the newspaper. He's like in the picture of the newspaper, like 
things like that. How like even yeah, Hitch- but that's more like an Easter egg or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's connected in this yeah. almost connected in the same way of thinking, right? Like those middle spaces yeah, of like of, yeah. how language and and image can work back on themselves, like. Even like it's performative too, you know, and I think that's the other thing is that like, you know, it's, I don't know if like a heavily produced film is, is, is sort of, I I don't know that, you know, it's not as, it doesn't have that like expressive, like, like rawness that's connected to like a single individual as much as I love collaboration and and everything else. You see what I'm saying? It's like, you get enough people involved that it's, it's not that, that sort of more tightly like expressiveness that you would equate with maybe like a poem. You know what I mean? There's that intimacy. Um, well, now, definitely. I mean, I think there used to be, like, this... A certain type of director who, even if they were doing big movies, exerted so much control that they it still became their expression. Oh, yeah. Right? I'm, but I don't know that that's something that happens right now the way... And remember at the beginning the business of business has gotten you know. beginning of old movies like back in the day, right? Back in the day, like the beginning of old movies, they would have like those like title cards that would say like bum 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 yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, they would have the these, like, a little man. intro. Yeah. But even though even when they got out of that and we, and there was talkies and film and movies, they had they had these like they, they sometimes told like the beginning of the story. You know, mm-hmm. just like how Star Wars does the Oh yeah, you know, the tra- that's the, actually I was thinking about that. When we're talking about text. Yeah, yeah. Reading all the new Star Wars and reading that. Uh, although that's kind of funny because those are hard to read. Right? Chapter and well, it is also funny because now it's like, I mean, in the old ones it was a little bit goofy, but you could understand it. Now, like it's so complicated, you're like, I what? I don't understand this background you're trying it's to like give me. It's like when you're like, like some matter. kid tries to explain a video game to you or something, and you're like, yeah, it's like they're just rattling on. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, video games. That's just like I was like, I was like, I was like, uh, who was it? It was Megan, and I was like, Megan, is your daughter playing a video game? She's like, no, she's watching a video of someone else playing a video game. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? That, that happens. I see. The I'm like, it's wait very, a second. That's very kind. You can make a lot of money doing that now. <laughs> <laughs> makes no sense to me. What? I'm all about the, per- the personal experience. I'm gonna be the guy who gets paid to play Mario. Well, you know that brings up the well, you know, Mario Kart right there. You, you, I don't think anyone's done that yet. If you wanted to do that, if you <laughs> to like pick the most like, I don't, I have not seen someone do that with like a retro gaming system yet. Like if you got Atari or like just <laughs> live streamed playing. This Atari. is how you play Duck Hunt. <laughs> duck Hunt. I was thinking. Yeah, I was hunt. thinking Duck Hunt. <laughs> Well, you know, but that's, that brings up, up a, something, an assertion that I was sort of wanted to make about the video and the video poems is it's like, you know, now it's like, <laughs> I forget what sort of statistic it was, like 90% of the internet is video, right? And so it's like, to me, I well, sort of how I can justify this class or yeah. with my friend, it's like, it's like, well, you're basically teaching content creation in the, the most common and like consumer friendly medium, which all these kids are consumers. They're watching people Film. play, you know, video, watching other people play yeah. video games yeah. instead of making, you know, making their own. Oh content. my God. So this expressiveness of making these video. That is so out there for me. Kind of crucial to me. It's like, you know, no, and that's a nice thing about it because even if they never, make a video poem after they leave this course. (laughs) 
they still got some basics of how to how to do video, and they still got some basics of poetry in the in the process of it. I mean, they're getting some practical things. Yeah, in, and in know, that sense, even if they don't, even if neither of those things sparks them, but probably for some people it does spark them, and they continue with with it in some sort of way, or one aspect of it, hopefully. At least, yeah, you know? I mean, it's it's it, you know, if anything, I kind of also say that, and I've been trying to rationalize. <laughs> this too, it, but it sort of teaches uh, rationalize it for the audience. Is that I'm sort of saying, you know, this is that creativity is a methodology too. It's yeah, one that's kind yeah. of mysterious, and there's no sure. uh, you know equation that's going to give it to you every time. But we're here developing any practice an artist artist has their own creative methodologies that they've developed, and so we are going to show you some of ours, and hopefully you're going to learn how to practice some of those of your own. You know, and that's, sure. Well, it's a, that's yeah, a life yeah. practice thing. I think that's an interesting documentation thing that almost anybody can learn. Whatever you're, it's going to sharpen. It should sharpen your skills and abilities as a student to be able to go in there with a keen eye and be able to farm out some language that works for you to tell a narrative, and then use the lens in a way that you can like be like, okay, I'm going to look at something close up. This is what it is. I'm going to look at something far away. This is what it is. I'm going to look at a human. This is how we frame it, and then bringing those sort of skills together, and then uh, their observational skills. And then with like the lens of their language or whatever they're trying to say or whatever they're trying to document, they should be able to do that and then apply that honestly in a lot of ways of their of their of their education, you know, in a lot of different areas and and uh, of- no, and that's that I think like a lot of those things you were just saying, like the overlap of them is interesting, right? Like there's things Absolutely. where film and poetry are really different, but seeing the things where that's like oh that's kind of the same, like you're talking about focus and like. How do you like? Well, well, yeah, just thinking about like 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 extreme close-ups and synecdoche, right? Yeah, it's like those are absolutely analog and like analogous techniques. You know what I mean? Totally, absolutely. And so it's kind of a trip to me to think about, and that's why me and my you know buddy kind of you know can you know propel ourselves to do this is because at least we're having funny you know, fun and interesting conversations where it's like, okay, synecdoche and zooming it, like uh, zoom, extreme close-up are actually the same technique. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that is, the, yeah, there there are some things. It's like, it's like yeah, there where there's an overlap. You know, like, you know how, um, do, you, do you remember seeing the poems on Lanium? Dick Higgins has like that, that, that intermediate chart where it's all the different types of me- oh, yeah, media yeah, yeah, that yeah. come together in a bubble chart. It's like poetry and this and concrete poetry, visual poetry, and it has this like big, you know, it's like a, it's like a it's like a Venn diagram, and it's like really like intense, right? I wish I wish I had it here. I don't, but um, uh, I think it's that in, could be extended. Like we could take that, yeah. It, what's the, we could take that and extend it, and really look at new media on top of that, oh, yeah. and create a new layer of circles that go like, okay, now he did this and this intermediate chart. And now let's drop in a bunch of other, like, the clusters of, of, of new media that come off of that, like, in the last 40 years. And that's where there's some interesting overlaps. Yeah, and film is just one of those. And that's some of the things that I'm starting to look at is all this 3D technology, virtual reality, and, and, and my own sort of creative process, web interactive tech, mobile applications, all, all of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think that area, that is wide open, and there's going to I mean, a lot. There are some people looking at it, and then you know, there's a lot, it's actually a big scene in Australia right now that I need to catch up on more on. But the, kind of this like digital media and poetics is such a 
vein. Yeah. That just like I no I don't know if anyone's like mainlined it, mainlined it, but it's like it's so huge and, and it's looming. There's some of that coming through the South American poetry too. Well, there a is, little but, bit. but it's interesting, right? I think a lot of the people who are doing that stuff are coming out of this older tradition of the seventies kind of yeah, like sound poems and yeah, which is cool and I and I love it, but it's also like not all of them have a great grasp on what you can actually do with that technology at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, although some things are interesting, like I do think like uh, that group um, who's the uh, with their camera thing. Like, that was cool what they were Orchestra doing. Orchestra of Poets? Yeah, yeah. Orchestra de Poets. Well, yeah, this was guy cool. was, like, doing this, like, mo- I asked him how he did it. He created something, like, in, he created, like, um, he used, like, some sort of MIDI or something, and he created, like, he, 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 he made a document in Photoshop, and he made all these different layers, and then he was able to trigger each layer to bring it, like, to the forefront and move there it. There were video layers. And there were video yeah, layers, yeah. and there were video layers, and, and then, and then, and then he somehow did it where he changed the opacity of some of the layers where he pulled certain layers up and he shined a light like at like the sorry he had a microscope camera down on 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 on, on an area and he would draw on it and then he would rip it and then he would go through things. the like paper sometimes it would just be like his shine the light and it would be it would like be water face. under there <laughs> sometimes he would put it in his face you know but he, but he was doing but this inter- live performance. Gotta love poetry. Like, yeah. I mean, I think that's like the, the blessing and the curse of, of poetry is it's everything and nothing. And you know, I yeah. just think you you see less that you see for, for every for every hundred poets you see perform, you see one like that. You know what I mean? Really? You know, at the most. Yeah. Who's doing something? Maybe one in a thousand. Yeah. Who's uh, the, the group that's doing something? But you I know, think like, even a lot. But 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 a lot of the people who were like that was actually something more modern technology wise. Sure. Way. But like yeah. a lot of people you see trying to do stuff like that are using old technology rather than using. Yeah. Which overhead, is cool too. Which is cool. No, I mean there's nothing wrong. Projectors. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying, like you know, you don't see. And then when you talk about like interactive stuff, yeah. I don't well, see a lot of that. You I mean, know? that's why you know I'm. You know, try to be as humble as I can about it, but I think, you know, we we did a pretty cool. I've done two digital media projects with interactive technologies with two collaborators. You want to you want to tell us a little about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a one was called uh, actually one is near and dear to my heart from you know just because we're in New Orleans about Katrina, but it took the my last the last poem in my first book, An Easy Place to Die, and basically we made. Um, it's sort of like a Cajun performance app where basically audience members could interact with certain words in the poem. Um, and we had the good fortune of doing this in a really nice theater um, that had some spatialized sound. So you could actually hear your own. It was sort of a one-to-one correspondence of you hitting oh, nice. words and vocal uh, audio sort of being triggered. Um, and then there was a visual um, projection of that visualized the interaction sort of behind me and the, and, and the words and there's sort of some musical elements too um, it's because I'm collaborating with a experimental uh, music professor by the name of Jesse Allison and a, a digital art professor by the name of Derek Kostrenko. 
Um, and then, you know, that was kind of closed. That just felt so closed because it was like just my words and we're sort of cycling through it. And there's different sound emissions and tr triggered interaction, but it wasn't, it was a closed system. And like, we're like, well, we want to open this up. And so we did a second one called Diamonds and Dystopia. And that one, which was the whole formatting of it, was actually did it as a, one of these TED performances um, mm -hmm. or the TEDx ones. Um, and so... Uh, we're doing that, and but what was cool is is what we designed is we basically took a corpus of all just data, doing a little data mining, grabbing all the text of all the tra TED transcripts online, yeah, yeah, threw them in as this sort of like corpus of text, and then the audience triggered the search interactivity triggered. Um, there's a little Markov chain. Uh, algorithm that just basically basically succinctly recombines similar text and so that was audience triggers were creating those uh, search functions and then they were sending them to me on a controller and I was weaving it in improvisationally because of the audience interaction so you never perform it the same way twice and we've done it a couple different nice. times but we've had we had like a, up to 600 users sending improvisational text and trying to weave it in on the fly and and that gets visualized when i accept a projection then or when i accept a audience contribution it gets projected behind me and then they can kind of see it and we can sort of write like a almost like a site-specific corpse or wait so i got i got a little Go there was it. some part in there where i got lost so you're using the corpus of the tedx to recombine to talk but you're letting the audience recombine those well it's, we're, it's i, I they are triggering it, okay. let's say, because they're not recombining it themselves. Okay. Um, but okay. basically, the words that they're tapping from what we call is like a seed poem on like the word language on their mobile, you know, their iOS yeah, yeah, or yeah, interface. Yeah. Then, what the particular selections that they make, it grabs and recombines a very like a fifty-word line. Oh, so it's running it through words. the algorithm again based on what people exactly. are choosing. Okay, cool. Exactly. I see. That's that's neat. I like that. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. You know, there I, there I would love to adapt it in many different other ways. But it's you know, this is just all explorations. But yeah, it is what I like about it is using to those. Yeah, the the most current you know websites yeah, yeah, yeah. and and uh, you know we got a little supercomputer in the back doing the charging you know doing the the searching on the on live and stuff. So. A Mac Mini. No, <laughs> I think it's a, it's a couple computers tied together. Yeah, <laughs> One, a cluster, It's a JS clustered node, I think, <laughs> if I recall my computer terminology correctly. Nice. You got to have some kind of JavaScript compiler for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you want to read us a poem? Oh yeah. Oh so oh yeah we we. Oh no. That was sudden. But <laughs> maybe, maybe you could, sudden. Maybe you can read us something that could drain us of all that headiness, or it could read something that ties with the heaviness. Yeah, a that's cool bit too. More. Yeah, <laughs> it might make a little bit more sense. Yeah. Um, although I don't know how much time, because I have this one poem that goes with it. You know, the the basically the seed poem. For the application that I was talking about, but it takes about five minutes to get through. Uh, maybe six. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, you want me to do that one? Sure. Okay. So this is the seed text to that, without um, any 
there's no audience interactivity, so. Um, but it's titled uh, Diamonds in Dystopia. And this is actually sort of um, pulled together from basically a very human-mediated version of that same Markov chain algorithm that's basically mm-hmm. succinctly re- recombining text. All know who you are wholehearted. You download an episode often. Hold down apostasy jobs. Dancing sunlight and psychoanalysis. New dimension. New struggle. Street view drop in the Dow Jones. Departs on Facebook, Twitter, Google Maps. Can't afford allegiance. Rates. The 20th century expressed this. The positive forces eliminate the common denominator. All regularities steps towards unifications. Built borderless, cheap, even free. We farmed fish fishermen assign values to the viewer. When streaming's easy, how we numb used to watching people drown. Everybody elements unraveled connection. Each and every year wasn't taken for granted. There are 14,000 planes, the amount of salmon to, to disappear, dams everywhere. But are there interfaces that tell us of great nature? We often say to companies eating themselves, evolve. It becomes a threat to spark a solution. And we keep growing, attempting to reach outside the world and make way. Complicit comeback of the collaborative red-eyed flock. Don't mind stepping for clean water. The radioactive boys of dust threaten observers committed organic, ubiquity of gluttons, outside interference, felt like today. A fish, now two, blooms. Mean moon phenomena. Symmetries struggle cyborgs. Disarm the certainty of domination preferred by our elders. Coded origin stories. Defines the nowhere. Mode of mud, matter provided, man analyzed Eden, then analyzed people, the good and grave. One garden, we script war, crosshairs, two tiny lines joined against. Our utopia is our apocalypse. Cripples water, people shelter, as if concern were an enforced homelessness. The dream of infrastructure, limited to the global, intimately unscathed, one which does not us. We tool the endless pursuit, manufacturing a high-tech public, site servers, electronics educated the age of eyes. Out of visible energies arises art, displacing diamonds and dystopia. The conditions that carry fear and the patient, superb skin, liquid parts light, the shape of your birthday. We want the real and painstaking, to draw it out as far as planets. Everyone who stopped by responded with a crisis. Solution says, I would haven withholding petroleum, mediated population who doubt today, many need its waste, while death builds its answers. I'm going to compare stars, go adaptable, 25 microbes without we-do-we knowledge. Come on, Earth, media, toxic therapy, discuss this expense. Irrigating minds, the one prototype for change, more giving systems, see deep leaks, the justice problem, when I start talking about failure won't fix the fissures we started for our children, joined in diameter, drilling their blue stage flame, 
80% hydrated, victorious, spent to give and give. I dim forever to touch it for a minute. <laughs> so that was like you went back in and edited what came out from the algorithm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I pulled, I pulled, I did a lot of search queries. I also added a couple other texts that I felt partial to, like Donna Haraway's Cyborg Manifesto. Um, I think I, there's a little bit of a, a some Huxley in there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple. I, I threw in a couple little uh, sneaker sources into that same, but it's but the corpus is that you know the TED talks, and you can like, hear, you some, of hear the, some of them. Yeah, for sure. You know the science, the microbes, and the sure. salmon coming in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it, I, I think it's kind of you know sort of similar to that idea of like flarf poetry on Google as being some sort of like collective unconscious Ted indicator. Flarf. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like Ted Flarf. Um, but I think it... Hi, my name is Ted Flarf. <laughs> that's a, you know... Ted com- Flarf comes here often. Yeah. There's, that's definitely a common name somewhere in the world. <laughs> Just kidding. Ted Flarf comes here often. No, but I like the idea of taking, you know, this like, okay, there's like this specific type of language that's being used in a specific setting, and it, there is a particularity to TED Talks. There's very yeah. a well, format there's a thing. sort yeah. of like... You know, I was talking about the video before. There's and there's also some sort of like mass consumption of this stuff, right? And so even borderlines getting into like almost like a little cultish. You know, it's like yeah. there's a following. Right? Well, yeah, yeah. And I mean, part of the thing that's nice about that in general, but I mean, people have been doing that without technological assistance for a long time. But it's but it's interesting, and you can do it in a different way with technological assistance. Is combining different kinds of texts, some that are familiar and some that are unfamiliar. Right? Because that's, that creates an interesting effect, right? Because your your brain expects something to come after that, and then something else comes, and that creates this interesting kind of shift, this interesting kind of little... Absolutely. I th- and I think one of my main ambitions is to pull this application out of the TED Talks context that was where it was born, and it and it's, a, it's provided some amazing opportunities. Actually, um, we've done a lot, bunch of cool performances that even took it outside of TED. But um, outside, but but the the real goal to me is, is you know we kind of term this this concept like creative data mining of of texts, where it's like you can amass like I, my goal would be is that any poet could put in their original poem into this application. Right? It's like okay, I wrote this poem. Right, and this poem might have to do with I don't know why I'll say whales, right? And so, you know, this poem has to do with whales. Well, I'm going to go grab the entire text of Moby Dick. I'm going to go grab the entire text of Encyclopedia Britannica. I'm going to grab every single poem that I can find about whales. I'm going to grab, you know, I don't know any kind of peripheral text source about whales, or even something totally unrelated. Say you wanted to do text. No, I think you need to have whale. some things that are unrelated, yeah, yeah. yeah, for it to work well. But um, yeah, but, but to create some sort of a dynamic yeah. in this corpus, yeah. right? And so it's like, okay, whaling and feminism, 
and then we're gonna we're gonna put them both in together. The entire right? and the, then you can search it, and you sort of that'd becomes be a this pretty like, good combination. The actually, entire how about how about like the entire <laughs> the entire film text of Star Trek Four, where it's like the voyage home, where they have you to get they have it. to go get the whale, right? You can grab yeah, it. You should put that in there for sure. Star yeah. Trek Four should definitely be in there. <laughs> my dad is a Trekkie, and he would very much appreciate. Is that right? That. The voyage home isn't that the one? It's the whales. It's four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, and you could grab some whale noises and throw that in there too. Why not? See know? what that does. Transcribe some some whale sounds. <laughs> it's it's interesting. That's visual poetry. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting though. <laughs> but it's like yeah. Well, and then and then you get into like which we were talking about in a non technological sense. We've also talked in the technological sense, but the other interesting part of it is the which did not happen when people were doing it manually is the like weird unintended consequences that happen. The glitch, right? Oh yeah! Like when the computer doesn't understand something and combines things in a way. Absolutely, and 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 I think that's to me that's like that sort of automatism of 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 po- that of, of poetry. I mean, it's almost like a found object for poetry because it just the computer doesn't understand it, but it actually opens up all these awesome creative potentials language wise because it, it it's not you break all the syntax and conventions that. The poetry yeah. is meant to break. Yeah, yeah. The computer breaks it because it doesn't know any better. So it's almost like you know, it's a nice little tool for that. I'm getting more visual. I want to go more into film and 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 out of, and, and you know, <laughs> like as an extension out of poetry. I'm feeling it lately. Feeling like I want to take some. And yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm seeing some things as I'm walking and and, talk, and doing these talk poems. I'm starting to now want little bits of visual and and film. And film to me would would trace it the right way. And, and 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 so I'm gonna. I don't know. I I I I've got my my camera, which has been doing me good, but I'm kind of craving like another camera to do it. That's not my phone. Does that make Man, sense? I what did stop... you do with that footage? <laughs> what from that trip in 2011? Because you had some cool shit. Remember we saw those birds, and you took that. F- you we like stopped on the street. Kyle has it. And you were filming those birds. I think and then Jonathan took it, and then we used it in a projection. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you know, even we did that. Remember, Jonathan worked into a projection. Wait, so you have that footage? I think I do. I hard even, to even that worse than, you know, even worse than dealing with poetry <laughs> is film file management, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably the biggest reason why I, I, you know, let other people to handle that side of things. Yeah, but no, no, no. I'm just thinking because man, you could do cool stuff with that. There's there a lot some, of shit. Yeah, you, you, you filmed some cool stuff, although who knows what quality it was in because that was eight years ago. It was on a mini DV with a Leica lens. It's totally <laughs> fine. It's probably fine. <laughs> mini DV, that's good quality. Hey, it's pretty stable form too. I think you can probably keep it for a while. Well, I've been playing with like, which is a totally different way of it, but I, I'm, I'm really interested in this idea. I've been playing with an After Effects. You can t- In After Effects, you can take an image and map movement from that image. So I don't really want the original video to stay, but like I took a video, I was by the river and I took a video of the river where the water was moving in an interesting way and mapped different points of the currents of the river. And I'm putting letters in Nice. those different paths that the movement's created. And the river's not going to be there. It's just going to be the letters moving but the movement came from the actual video movement of the river, right? Okay, that's crazy. Yeah, I think that. I mean, it's just a layer. It's another layer. It's using something as a as a as a. It's a little more abstracted, I guess, but it's like 
I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think that's right up my alley. I, I mean, I'm, I'm all about that, you know. Uh, I think try, sort of, you know, the wrong thing, the, to get literal with some of these tools, I think you want to get abstract and conceptual with a lot of these tools, and it takes things and have visualizations, and then instead of the visualizations, replace it with text and back and forth, you know, sort of mediate it. Well, like there's that. yeah, there's all kinds of layers, right? but you don't want to be too far on either extreme, I think. Like being too, too abstract or too, too literal are yeah. probably bad, but there's a good continuum in the middle where it's all pretty interesting. Absolutely. I I need to my after effects skills are pretty minimal, so. I yeah, I'm not good at it, but I was just I was like, I want to use this, so I'm going to figure out how to do it. But it's great, you know? That's one of the wonderful things about the internet. You can find someone and be like, "How do you map movements on a thing?" and someone will explain you how to do it and then you can <laughs> Well, I, I I was actually doing a little bit of that with a uh, the with Unreal, which is a game engine development software, um, it's heavier than my. It's a little heavier than I'm used to dealing with. But uh, I've sort of made this little prototype of uh, basically creating sort of like a a levy sort of lands very minimal levy landscape uh, with some some stairs just to basically sort of be like you know one floor. Um, it's just sort of like a pallet and then uh-huh. next to the levee is this river of, of words, literal, okay, nice, very nice. literal, um, <laughs> uh, and you know, art and concept stuff will be next iteration, but basically it was testing interactive stuff. And so you could wear the VR headset and then go fish out words cool. and then go bring them <laughs> to the little out into like the, le- the kind of the park and then start composing couplets just based off the random fishing and it's sort of like an interactive you know poetry writing that, yeah I like that it's kind of like an edge sketch but but the words are floating there you know what I mean video game poetry right yep we got, we I'm, get I'm, all, I'm yeah. all about that. I'm all about like taking. I think it would be really cool if we could like take some sort of vi- make some sort of video game poetry. It's like a number munchers type thing, poetry poetry munchers thing. We could just take all the take all the pools of uh, all the, the the top 100 hip hop uh, rappers of all time and just take all their language and throw that into it and make it like a, a number mun- mun- munching for hip hop cool. hip hop lyrics video game. Hell yeah! RPG. Just kidding. Whoa. <laughs> Cracking a beer late in the show, Joseph. Good. It's kind of late in the show to be cracking a beer, don't you think? It's the last one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Well, it's time but the other but what's that? It's a time cyclical. Time, yeah. Time well, cyclical, you, you but you have okay, but so you have, people are going to so, miss your reading, but you're yeah, having yeah. a reading tonight. You're having which a reading is like tonight. Cool that you got a reading tonight. Yep. This will come out uh, on the weekend, so this will come out after your reading. Cool. So we're in the future now, everyone listening. You're listening to the so, yeah, future. So yeah, so right, after you, leave, reading right after you leave us, if you basically, it, you you're going to be going over to Octavia Books. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. Sometime uh, to to read from Absence Like Sun. Yep. That's the new one. Bill, Bill, another Bill publication. Yeah, another Bill Lavender publication. Uh, so do you want to maybe read us another read us another poem from your book? Sure, I'll take us out. We'll yeah, I'll say goodbye with a poem. Say goodbye to the poem. Okay. 
When I was flipping through, the first one I turned to was French Me in the Dungeon. Oh, you want that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is fun because this this is great, actually. Speaking of site-specific, like, this was totally written in the dungeon, you know. You know the dungeon. I know the dungeon. Yeah, we know so, the yeah. dungeon. Yeah. So, but the, the, maybe we should explain for our non-New Orleans <laughs> listeners. It's right off of Bourbon Street. It's not on Bourbon Street. It's right off of Bourbon Street, next to the original Molly's. I thought, wait a second, I thought St. Joe's was the original Molly's. Well, the original. Oh, Molly's. Molly's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Well, excuse me. Area. I was thinking Mays. Excuse yeah, me. You're not Miss Mays. The yeah. original Molly's. And it's called the Dungeon. And you walk in, and it's just like a hallway. You got to go downstairs because it's a dungeon. Okay. <laughs> well, and there's that weird sort of like mini <laughs> fantastical drawbridge of like yeah. in a stream yeah. and some like weird ass. Like fake landscape stuff. Yeah, you gotta walk one. through this like hallway thing. <laughs> but but then you go upstairs and there's the library. There's like the secret door library open to the bathrooms and whatever else is yeah, going yeah, on yeah, back yeah. there. Vince, <laughs> and then the maybe dance bar. I don't know what kind of dungeon you're talking about, but maybe you went into a different type of dungeon. You know what I'm talking? But you never been behind the bookcases. <laughs> you might have been into a different type of dungeon. Well, you should get behind Vince. the bookcases. But uh, maybe this will give you a little bit more of an idea of what the yes. dungeon's about. But if you want to hear some, you know, loud industrial music, I think there's a cage you can still get yeah. into. Yeah. Um, the dungeon's your place, um, and it was my place for a while. And if I ever have the ill fortune of being stuck on bourbon <laughs> with some tourists, I'm like, meet me in the dungeon when you're done. French me in the dungeon. French me in the dungeon. Next to the guy in the headset claiming security, pass the cold drink tongue, tip once to welcome, lotion the wrong way making me swallow a sunburn, taste buds slippery and bald as the greasy styrofoam cup, my palm impaled to gas lamp ornament, artificial row, the air incense rolls down sewer thigh highs unruly as river, Gust overtures overflow ripe sentiments, spoiling stories of gut rot, abundant exes, and profanity churn. The genius last round, girl, I'll make you famous, put your face on a milk carton, won the rejection we all craving, denial season, both sides, surges unsuppressed, bonds us in fatal loneliness, when was losing yourself worthless? How long can you sustain on-looking tragedy before kicking yourself out? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> no good. A French me in the dungeon. <laughs> no good, no good. French me in the dungeon. I, I'd like to think that somehow <laughs> someone is going to go to the dungeon... And make out with stranger because of from this, this from from hearing this in this episode. If, any, if anything, you know, may, you know, maybe I'll go to the dungeon and hit him up for a free high life and be like, I was plugging the dungeon on the dose. <laughs> what if they, what if they go to the dungeon and it's been re, it's been like totally remodeled? It's, it's probably like, it's like, I wouldn't doubt it. it I, probably ha, has. I probably have not been there in at <laughs> least like, five years. Yeah. I have no idea. No, no. This I is mean, the new New Orleans dungeon, <laughs> bro. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like a totally the new dungeon. They got a red, uh, red, you know, carpet and a little, you know, what do you call those things? The old dungeon house. Like it has this it, it, red rope, you know. Like the names changed over the years, you know. I don't know. Yeah. It'd be hard for them to to get to that one, I think. Yeah, they they call it the cellar now. Yeah, the cellar. There's already a place called the cellar. A cellar door. <laughs> well, that's a well. Thanks for illusion. being on the. What's that? I said that's at least a Poe illusion. Ah, it is a Poe illusion. Hey, so thanks for being on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Mega's trying to rush you out of no, here. No, no, I gotta, go. I gotta go anyway. <laughs> you actually have a reading in twenty yeah, four, do, in 24 minutes. All right. No, you guys are gentlemen. So and thank you, thank, thank you. For you. Me. Um, and people probably are not gonna make your reading tonight because <laughs> it's in twenty minutes. But do you have do you have other readings coming up? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna try to. I'm working on a venue, but I'm gonna throw like a. Um, you know, like a good old oh. reading party, sorry, book release throwdown. So I will just no let, stop. let us remind us. Do we have a balloon twister there. Yeah, no balloon. Uh, that's not. <laughs> we'll have some. Uh, I don't know what you're referring to, <laughs> but let's talk about it off the uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, let us know when that happens, and we will remind people on the air when we do our plugs at the end. But thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming by. Lab drinks. Thanks. Ha, <laughs> ha,